You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. 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 The correct Auburn Arena time is 9.05 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned to the Orange and True podcast, offered by your friendly folks at collegeatmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It is I. Center Crow 2 on Twitter at Center Crow. Though is where you'll find me on Venmo. And if you have, you know, questions, concerns, complaints, that's where really to reach out is Venmo. A com- a- Under Venmo is, uh, is immediately uh, answered by me. It's the other side of me giving you the full Fort Payne ASMR. A man who is currently dressed in a peacock costume. And we're all assuming nothing else. Are we just gonna roll with it? I'm giving the four pain as more this week. No, I'm giving. You're first. It is. Yeah, I know. Ryan S. Starrett. You said I was giving the four pain as more. I didn't say that. You just did. I said you were dressed <laughs> in a peacock costume. Before that. Oh well, the other guy's still here too. Uh. Man, it's been a it's been a heck of a day. I'm thrown off by the peacock question. costume. Well, a lot of people are. I got a question for you though, bro. Um, do you like seeing charges in basketball? Ryan, I I really don't, and I I don't think anybody really does. And if you do, I have a you probably lot, live in Arkansas. I have a lot of follow up questions about what you actually like about basketball. Because it doesn't seem like it's the same thing that everyone else does. My analogy for it was uh, a quarterback stepping into a pass rusher to draw a rough in the passer. It's it's the same thing, right? I mean, like it's, it's not against the rules. It's just no, it's just I mean, stupid. Yes, it helps your team. It's just yeah, nobody likes that. No, it is it is Neymar rolling around on the ground to try to get a penalty because a guy touched the, the back of his jersey. Inside the box. Yes, you can get the call, and he probably will. But he shouldn't do it. And and the other thing, it's it's only this level. Only collegiate basketball does this. For some reason, if you go to top flight high school games, you don't see guys sliding in to draw charges like this. If you watch the NBA, NBA you never see this nonsense because they won't call Cause it. Because it's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing, and they will not call it. They won't give that call to the defender. Just imagine Shaq, just, you know, maybe like Chris Paul runs into him and just knocks Shaq over. Like, if you see it in happen. the NBA, it is because a guy has turned and the defender was in, did not move, and the guy elbows the defender in the chest. Yeah, there are situations where a charge is a correct call. Right. Trying to draw a charge sucks. No, it's terrible. It's really stupid. And I think. There is a type of basketball fan who loves it, and that basketball fan is usually a racist. And I'm, I am. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you're racist. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. I, you look. Are they lacrosse the players as well? Girl? No, you heard it here first. It is. Lacrosse players love charges. No. What I like lacrosse. I'm, I'm the, I'm a friend of the lax guy. But you heard it here first. I, there is some, subset of college basketball fan who lives for the. Six foot three white guy sliding underneath, drawing a charge, getting up, slapping the floor, wearing a big Wisconsin Badgers jersey on. Like, get out of here. It's just stupid basketball. No one's watching that. They don't have a drawing and charge contest at the All Star game. They don't. We're here to watch dunks. We're here to watch ball movement. We're here to watch threes. Nobody is here to watch that. And then and people are like, well, you don't appreciate good defense. I really do. I really do appreciate good defense. I don't appreciate that nonsense. Yeah, charge is not good defense. No, it's move your feet. Taking advantage of a rule. 
move your feet, stay in front Go of the guy, the guy. Yeah. play defense. Don't take advantage of a rule. Especially or, or when really, you're 6'10 and actually a good defender. Right. Don't take advantage of the interpretation of a rule in college basketball. Anyway, also here is AU Chief. I like charges. Just to throw that out there. Did, did you say that 6'3 white guy? Is that what you said, no, Curl? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. <laughs> no, uh, no, I like charges. I don't like uh, I, I don't like a dude that's like six eight and falls over when you breathe on him, and that's called a charge. I, I, don't, I don't like that at all. Like that's, but I still think it's part of the game. Like if you it's can stay in front game. of a guy and a guy like actually charges over you, then right. that's that's a charge. Right. That hardly but, ever gets would called. Would you celebrate? Though. Would you celebrate having the best guy at taking charges in the league? Oh, we had Jared like, Harper. Like, oh yeah, he's got forty yeah. charges yeah. taken this year. See, yeah. we had we had I, Jared Harper, and Jared Harper would do the whole guy brushes his nose with an elbow and he moves his head back to get right. it, to get the call. Yeah. But the guy sliding underneath the guy who's going to the basket, and then the guy leaves his feet so that he gets hit in the chest with a with a set of knees is number one dangerous, and number two. Cowardly basketball. Stay in front. Don't let him get to the basket. That's why they don't call it in the NBA. It's because it's like, stay in front. Let him get to the basket. Don't play cowardly basketball. And then the, the, the other first, thing in college basketball, they don't ever, college basketball doesn't care about the restricted area whatsoever. No. It's so stupid. Well, like, I, we've seen it where uh, there was one time Chuma, like, had, like, the edge of his heel on the line, and they, they gave a block because of that. And But then... Sometimes, like, uh, there's dudes, like, all up in the restricted area for Auburn this week, uh, and they call the charge. Like, yeah. the dude was in the middle of it. Um, I, yeah, I just don't – I don't like – I mean, I just don't think that they get the calls right because dudes – I think it's a charge if a guy lowers his shoulder and just goes into you. I think that's a charge. It's also like, more fun to call charges when you're a ref. No, it, it is. It, little, Chief, little you're absolutely right. That is a charge. What Al, but, Alan Flanagan has been call called a block for half the time. In, yeah, Alan Flanagan has been called for a lot of real charges this year. Yes, yeah. If you and push, they, and he should push be. a guy with your arm, uh, charge. It, it's just it's really stupid that Wendell Green can be called for a charge because uh, Jalen Williams from Arkansas, who is nearly twice his size, almost literally, uh, falls over when he hits him. Like like that dude is a strong, great athlete. Wendell could get a run and go, and I don't think he's knocking that guy over. Like from from one end of the court to the other. So it, it's that's just stupid. That's that's not that's not what that rule is meant to no. do. No, but it takes and, advantage of interpretation of the rule, right? Um, and you shouldn't be able to uh, run up underneath the car and stop. Uh, like happens sometimes. The old Harry Kane move, as it as it would be in in the Premier League. Oh, and that, and that uh, stuff that's, was. That stuff is not only not called in the NBA. Oftentimes, that stuff gets called a block or yeah. a flagrant. Like if they think you're not giving the guy a room to land, right? Or you've run up underneath him after he left his feet. No chance. Like you're not getting the call. We're in college. You're not. They're not supposed to give him the call either. If the guy has left his feet or in the process of leaving his feet, and you slide into place, that's a block. Yet, right. we see referees miss that call and mess that up so much that guys will still do it because they know it's 50-50 chance. Well, I think some of what is happening may be that the athletes have just gotten so quick now that they can get to this place and be, not be moving, but it's so quickly before the person gets there that there's like the person has no way to go around them or anything and that that's not really what the charge is supposed to be for right. the charge is supposed to be you just you literally just charged over someone to get where you wanted to go right uh, not that you know you were on your way there and they stepped in the way that that's not that's not really how that's supposed to happen and that's how i that's how it's called no it's stupid um they're dumb move your feet it's like two three zone defense it's not it's not the game all right and i coach two three zone wars though I like 2-3 zone a lot of times, but I will admit it's not pure basketball. It's coward's basketball. It's I coward's basketball. It's because it's easy. Yeah, exactly. Get up there, play man-to-man, 
get a stop. Um, Auburn played a little bit of baseball, though. And as your um, number one chief baseball correspondent on this podcast, I thought it, you know, I should make the long trek out to Arlington, Texas to see opening day. And how, I did. how long a drive is that there? Uh, 30 minutes. Nice. From my not house. Not bad at all. No, it's not bad at all. Tollway. It's tollway the whole way. Um, so it's like draw, driving from Auburn to Valley is basically what you did. Yeah. <laughs> similar to driving. <laughs> sure. Very similar to driving to Valley. Phoenix City. And uh, it it was an interesting experience. I, I would say very different seeing college baseball in a pro stadium in February um, than seeing college football in a pro stadium or college basketball in a pro stadium. It's interesting. It was, it was, I mean, not even a 10th full. Like it was very bizarre in that aspect. Well, we, it, it's, it's a tough thing because it's college baseball. So right. The number of fans is already, it's a niche sport. And, uh, and then you've got, a few teams that travel from a long way away. I mean, even even Texas Tech, like Lubbock, Texas Tech's a long not, way away. Kansas State's close. a long way away. Arizona's yeah. a long way away. Yeah. So so all the teams except for uh, Oklahoma, yeah, um, are really far away. And so the, you know, you probably aren't going to have that many fans. I, Auburn, I know four, five people that flew out. I would say at the game that I went game? to, which again. Here's all that's going against Auburn or going against this tournament from being well attended. Number one, it's on the first game was at 11 a.m. on a Friday. Yeah. Now I have Fridays off, so I could go, but the average guy is not driving to Arlington at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right, right. Right. So Auburn had about half the, had the same number of fans there as Oklahoma for this game. That's great. Especially at first pitch. Um, by the end of it, I think a lot more OU fans kind of wandered in. Because you could buy like a, a session pass or you could buy like the full yeah. tournament pass. Um, I bought a session pass. So theoretically, I could have stayed and watched the whole day's worth of baseball games. And children with you, though. But I had kids with me, so I didn't do that. But we did make it to the top of the ninth, which is an unbelievable Excellent. win. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does that make you feel good as a dad? Like you... Able to survive that? I think I literally achieved like it was a there was a, a an achievement unlocked. Mm-hmm. You take two kids under four to a baseball game and make it to the top of the ninth. It's pretty good. I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, the other weird thing about seeing college baseball in a pro stadium is number it's like they also like you're not paying eleven dollars for a beer at. <laughs> at <laughs> Uh, 11 in the morning. Samford, at 11 in the morning at Samford Stadium, Hitchcock Field, Plainsman Park. Um, you're also not paying 10 bucks for a burger. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> so that's an interesting uh, an interesting. They didn't so, change did the... Did Jerry uh, Jones build this place? No. Like, what is this? They didn't change the, the concession prices, which was interesting. But it was like... So this is one of the larger new parks in Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. And I would imagine there was less than 3,000 people there. Oh, man. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Less than 1,000. Maybe 1,000 people there. Wow. And they weren't on the field on scholarship to play baseball. And they didn't – the whole stadium was open, except the concessions were only open like in the lower level because they figured everybody would sit down there. But randomly, you'd look up and you'd see some random guy just like way out in the outfield sitting in center. You're like, what is he yeah. doing? Brad Law, who was on a solo call all weekend yeah. for for these games, uh, mentioned that they're like he was giving updates on the number of people sitting in the outfield. At one point, there were nine. Oh man, see, and that, I, I love getting a game from the outfield though. I imagine that the the later games, like I think the Saturday game was at six p.m. Yeah, I bet that was pretty well attended. Yeah, but that was pretty fun. And apparently, like a lot of Auburn people went over to Texas live to watch the basketball game right afterwards. And I bet that was yeah, a blast. I bet, I bet there were more people, especially Auburn people, because we've got a lot of alumni out there. Yeah. So tons. It, probably from all teams, there were probably a lot more people there on, uh, 
on Saturday and Sunday, I would think. Because it was fun. Like they played the at bat music for everybody for both teams. Yeah, they played the cool. like they had like all the video board stuff from Auburn and from Oklahoma. Um, and it was good baseball. Like it was, it the first game the game I went to was crazy fast because it was zero zero going into the seventh. Yeah. Like it was pitcher's duel. Auburn kept getting guys on base. So did OU. It wasn't like it was a no hitter. It was like yeah. just stranding guys. Um Yeah, we, we had really good pitching this weekend. It makes me pretty pretty hopeful for for how, how well we're gonna do. I, I was gonna say I, the same the, thing. The worst the worst inning may have been the very first inning, uh of which uh oh god, what was his name? One of the new guys was pitching. Um and I mean it wasn't a disaster, he didn't allow any runs, but right. uh but he got pulled, but that may have been the worst inning that Auburn pitched all all uh uh all tournament is pretty awesome. I saw a friend of the program, Kevin Ives, was at this was at the game. He and I sat together for a little bit. The what I, I really appreciated, there is this like die hard contingent of Auburn baseball fans that traveled to this game. And so if you go to a lot of Auburn baseball games, like I did, went to a few when I lived in Auburn, you recognize some faces. You're like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, that's that guy who sits over there. Oh, they, she always sits – like, you kind of know it's kind of like cheers. Mm-hmm. And I, and even I have said the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people here that I know that I recognize. Um, yeah, it was good. I really – I mean, I think, I think the, the team looks – I think Drew McCracken last week said the right things. Like, it's going to come down to can we pitch and can we get hits strung together at the right times? Because that was the issue at the game I went to. We were getting the bat on the ball. It yeah. was, we got a guy on second, can we get him in? Yeah, you got to see uh, Sonny Teixeira in action, which was uh, must have been great. He had a, he had a pretty good weekend. Yeah, he really uh, did. Overall, so. Yeah, he really did. I think the bullpen, the bullpen is going to be. That's what Ives told me. The it really is the bullpen that's going to come. The season's going to hinge on. Uh, can we get from the sixth to the ninth inning nicely? And yeah, yeah and that's how we win games. You guys want to talk basketball? Auburn went two sure. and one. May as well this weekend, by the way, in baseball. Oh yeah, we do have a baseball game on Wednesday, right before the uh, basketball game. So yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, get to the basketball game early Wednesday, and you can watch baseball. All right. Yep. So Auburn went one and one in basketball last week. Um, still maintains the best record in the conference, both home and away. By one a, game. It's so important to good. note that Auburn is still the best road team in the conference and the best home team in the conference, and the best overall team in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, by a game, which means that even if Auburn were to lose a game, the least we could, the, the best Kentucky could do this week is tie. Um, unless Auburn lost two games this coming week. Anyway, Auburn beat the brakes off of Vanderbilt, and I think the Florida loss, in my opinion, the Florida loss kind of made people forget the Vanderbilt win because. Auburn lost on the road to a, a to a quad one team, mm-hmm. but yeah, a team one. still yeah a team that we may have put in the tournament by giving them yep. that win yep. yeah so, probably I mean, got not, not a bad team yeah um, in a place that we haven't won since I was uh, eleven years old by the way so this uh, that would be before the uh, Baton Rouge streak started sorry yes correct meanwhile correct. Auburn rec- welcomed a first round draft pick at guard into the arena mm. and beat the stink off of the Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people after this week had questions about our guard play. And I would say, I mean, they played a better guard in Vanderbilt that Vanderbilt has than they're going to play the rest of the year. Like, I don't think we're playing anybody that has any better guard than Scotty Pippen Jr. No, we don't. He, uh, Unless he was everywhere and everything for them. So, yeah. um, but uh, as Bruce uh, yeah. says, though, sometimes you guys may have a great team, but we have number ten. So, bro, it's true. 
Yeah. Yeah. We uh, Jabari. <laughs> Jabari is. Uh, I mean, the light has come on. I think the light has. Uh, well, I think what is truly happening is that uh, we're putting more on him now. Uh, I mean, we there was a concerted effort not to put as much on him. I mean, I think he played 33 minutes against Florida. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many he played against Vandy. Um, and even then Bruce, which I don't, I don't, I think you have to take Bruce's words after that Florida game. Uh, you have to put them through, a a Bruce translator. It wasn't that, uh, Jabari doesn't need to be having these kind of performances uh, and playing that many minutes and shooting that much. It's just that everybody else needs to do a little bit more. Right. Um, 28 minutes for Jabari in the Vandy game and 33 in the Florida game. Like I said, yeah. So, which is going to be not a lot. I mean, your best player normally plays at least 30 minutes a game. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. I did see somebody say that the only thing disconcerting about the Florida loss is that this person who's normally pretty negative on Twitter anyway, said that it's, that was a tournament game in terms of it was slow paced, slow up and down and Auburn lost it. But it's like, yeah, play road games in the tournament, though. I mean, that it, it was no road two games, games in, in a row that a a guard just lit us completely on fire. Uh, Applebaum had a incredible game against us at, yeah. at Florida, um, and then of course Scotty Pippen Jr. did, who is the best guard in the conference. Um, yeah, yeah, he's better. I, I mean, than part of that was though that that Florida, who uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, you assured us. Uh, did not shoot the three very well. Yep. Uh, um, but could not miss. I mean, ugh. They missed. They missed some extremely wide open ones, and but they just like they were guarded. Now nah, they're hitting it. Uh, it <laughs> yeah, was, Appleby hit a, a couple threes, five and ten from from three. Um, a couple fade away or fading to the side or just you know, some some tough shots that like frustrating have to be okay with the defense there. And he was hitting. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, let's, let's stay on Vandy. Oh, yeah. Oh, this sorry. Is, like, I, thought, I thought we were doing a, a, a potpourri of uh, Well, Jabari wins. against Vanderbilt, Jabari had 31 points, career high, four rebounds, three assists. He went seven for ten from three. Guys, he is shooting over 50% from three in Auburn's last seven games. Um, he missed his first two threes in this game, which would have – which meant – which means that he made – seven of his next eight shots from three. Um, and he still wasn't the game MVP on Ken Palm because if your team does not have a post-scoring threat, mm. you will not beat Auburn, period. Correct. And Walker Kessler will eat. And he had 22.7 rebounds, seven assists. Um, yeah. Wendell Green Jr. was... Very close to another triple-double for the Tigers. Yeah, very close. 12.79. But yeah, Scott Pippen Jr., sure. absolutely um, credit to him for Vanderbilt. 29 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals. That is a monster I, game. I think yeah. the uh, the jungle may have pissed him off a little bit, I yeah. guess. Well, jungle did something that I really didn't like, I will say. I mean, this yeah. is me being a... Maybe being a nervous Nelly or whatever, but I don't like it when you reference players' family relationship, like people his mom's had a relationship with because she's famous. Like he can't control that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. that's like, wrong. You can you can reference his dad. Yeah, uh, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. He he played. Uh, I mean, I'm pr- fairly sure, sure that the referees were very aware of who his dad was because they were giving him some <laughs> favorable calls uh, and talking to him, cut, cutting up with him a bit. And I'm like, hmm, that's a uh, was his dad right. there? I don't think he was. Doubt it. Yeah. Okay. No, because I, I would think if him and Chuck got along, maybe he would have tried to make the trip, but they they don't. So. Was Barkley there? No, he wasn't. Okay. All right. Uh, the only uh, I, I Meta World Peace might be the uh, most famous dad we've had in attendance. At, I think Evander Holyfield was at something. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I'm talking basketball. I don't think he was at basketball. Oh. Uh, 
No, I saw him at a basketball game, but I don't remember why. But he was at an Auburn basketball game once. Oh, Bernard yeah. Holyfield. His kid went to Auburn. Right. Champion of the world, Bernard Holyfield. Wait. Yeah, okay. Wait. Holyfield's kid went to Georgia. No. He had a child that went to Auburn. He has, I think yeah. he had multiple Didn't, children. Wasn't his son a running back at Georgia, though? That's correct. That's, yeah. that's uh, correct, okay. but one okay. son also, went to Auburn. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about this Florida game. The Vanderbilt game is great. It's worth rewatching. It's worth having saving your hard drive for a rainy day. That's that's a good summer rewatch. Yeah. If you're missing basketball. Um, because the Florida game, Hubbard won two of the four factors. Out, better at offense, three end percentage, and better at getting to the line, which is shocking because of how the second half went, but better at getting to the line than the Gators. Um. And also, out. Alden didn't shoot a first-half free throw in that game, right. which is just incredible. Auburn got outshot 50, 46% to 45% uh, at effective field goal percentage, and Auburn turned the ball over way too much for Auburn, 21%, um, which is extremely uncharacteristic. Which is, ex- But what's funny thing is it's the exact same number as the Vandy game. So what Auburn shows is that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to lose if you turn it over 21% of the time. I think at one point in the Florida game, though, I, I was listening to the call, and Sonny said that Auburn had much more turnovers than Florida, but also had outscored Florida off turnovers by a considerable yeah. amount, and that's how Auburn was staying so, in the game. So I, I turned to the guy I was watching the game with, a uh, friend of the show, Jeremy Golson, and told him, Auburn's passing the ball so poorly that it's not giving up fast break turnovers. Yeah, just throwing, throwing it out of, the ball out of bounds. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's not a bobbled ball or, you know, nobody's jumping a lane. It's just they're throwing I, the guy's head by two, three, four feet. I've saw. I've watched a lot of bad Auburn basketball, and I, I have to say I've never quite seen the ball thrown out of bounds as many times <laughs> as we did it in this game. It was bizarre. And, that's, and that kind of stuff happens on the road. It, it it was just so bizarre because it was like Flan did it, uh, KD did it, Wendell did it, um, Jabari did it. Like yeah. like it was it was a team effort on the turnovers. Uh, <laughs> just crazy. That kind of stuff uh, happens on the road, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's a you're hearing things you're not used to hearing or what, and so you don't know where guys are, but or lack of focus. Who knows? But. You don't see that happening much at home for most teams. Right, right. Speaking of Jabari, he was great. <laughs> really cooking in this one. Four or five from three on the road. Um, that's ridiculous. He had 28 points and seven rebounds. Shot 50% from the floor. I mean, made a lot of free throws. Like it was. Probably should have shot the ball a few more times. Yeah, I mean, if anything, yeah, he should have been in uh, some, some high pressure situations. Yeah, yeah. Walker yeah, Kessler. Over the last two games, you mentioned sorry, you mentioned how good he's been over uh, from three or the last yeah, seven five, games. Uh, seven games. But in the last two games, that makes him uh, eleven of fifteen from three. That is it's, bonkers. Numbers. He's on. He's on fire. He's on fire. Um. Yeah. He is on fire. Some, some team's going to draft him as a three guard, man. That is crazy. <laughs> oh, there's no positions at the next level. All right, yeah, that's true. Walker Kessler, though, this is the this is the thing, in my opinion. People are going to people will point to the end of the game or the end of the half as this is where the game was won or lost. Walker Kessler has been the Ken Palm MVP, or if you're not into Ken Palm the most important player on Auburn's team just by the eye test in conference play. And in every game Auburn has lost, Walker really hasn't had great games. I think yeah. Arkansas, he was fine. Um, against UConn, I don't remember much from Walk in that game. Yeah, that was uh, the Sonogo game. Where he yeah. Oh, yeah, he was... He was- uh, on the that'd bench that, a lot in that game. That's that's so far back though, I man. So, yeah, I don't think Allen really super counts. relevant we, to what's going on right now. Yeah, because we haven't we weren't really a team yet then. I and Walker Kessler in this game, eleven points, only three rebounds, 
the leading block shot getter in the conference and in the country had zero blocks. None, and Castleton eight in this game. Castleton eight. And four fouls. And I don't know if it was... We have here two were stupid, two were earned fouls. I would say, look, the referees in college basketball are not great. Yeah. But you know that. The fact that our season basically hinges on are they going to call it tight on Walker is a bit of an issue. <laughs> like, yeah, cause that's, you go into the game, not knowing how's this going to go. And it, it comes and down I to, I think it's, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Can, can Walker adjust in game to the officiating is going to be enormous for Auburn going forward. Can he figure out what they will not call and then do that? Because that's a, that's, a, that's a gift and a talent some guys have that are able to read the officiating and go, look, okay, they're going to call that a foul. I won't do that anymore. They're not calling this a foul. I'm going to give them this. And he hasn't been able to do that in these kinds of guys. This is the second time against Florida he has gotten in foul trouble and basically been neutralized. And it yeah, bites I, I also last game. think it's, it's just as much – uh, Colin Castleton, for whatever reason, has his number. Yeah, um, like I said, it was it was the Florida game He's, early in conference play where where Castleton uh, had, what, had 22 points. Uh, I, and I think he had a double double. Uh, yeah, 22 and 10. And Walker was sitting on the bench with fouls. Uh, sometimes specific guys just have your number. Okay, um, I, I think the deal is Castleton is not a guy that has to get directly to the rim to score. He can um, he can put it up and get it up over Walker because he's also almost seven feet or it, right around in there. And uh, I, I just noticed that he has he has a real good like little baby hook deal that he can do. Um, and and it, he doesn't rely on trying to go through Walker to score. And I think that it has a lot to do with it. Um, he's also a pretty good rebounder. Um, yeah, and he's a smart player. He knows how. He, yeah, he's very, very, very. Yeah, he's smart he's, player, he's a senior. He's been in the SEC for four years now. He, he gets how the conference was played. So annoying um, with that t-shirt. I'm sorry, I take it back. He started two years in Michigan and Florida last year. But and and what I want from Walker, figure out what the referees are calling and don't do that. Castleton is a master of. Well, the refs are going to call that a foul. I'm doing that every time. I'm trying to get Walker into that every single time. He's a smart player. That those kinds of guys exist in college basketball where they can figure out how to draw fouls. Um, Jared Harper was a genius at this. Jared Harper was a genius at figuring out where the line was, where referees will call it, and go in there and do it. I think, uh, I think Jabari's actually pretty good at that. Jabari's too, so good at it. Absolutely. Crazy, because he's a freshman. Um, but, uh yeah. Uh, it, allow me to do a little uh, production work while we're on the air here. Uh, how about after we win the national championship, so no one can blame us for complaining, we have a show this summer where we propose how to fix college basketball referee. Sure. We can bring on Ferg. He has some good ideas about it, too. I bet, he, I bet he'd be into that. Oh, we have like uh, one idea about it, but yeah. <laughs> they've been having it. Just make them full-time employees? Make them full-time employees I, and let I mean, Debo run can, it. Yeah, I mean, sure, but I think there's a deeper conversation than just that that could be had about it. Auburn played from behind a lot of this game because of turnovers. Um, yeah, not a great bench game. Not a great Devin Cambridge game. Not a great Dylan Cardwell game. Not like... The, the guys who have major factor, who are major factors in our big wins, were not major factors in this game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, the bench, that, the bench had nine points, four fouls, five turnovers, and was yeah. sub 25% shooting. Jalen only played seven minutes, but he was basically a ghost in this game. Yeah. Um, he, had, he had a rough first half, and uh, it was Jabari playing well. He just. You couldn't afford to put him on the court. I no. thought Dylan played pretty well in the first half, and then I could not mention. I I, I don't remember a thing that he did in the second half. Yeah, he didn't have a bad game necessarily. He just didn't, he didn't didn't score much. I think he had two points. I mean, if uh, if so. uh, Walker struggles with Castleton, then I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember the last Florida game. Dylan Castleton Carville, eight, a five from the field, Carville two up. points, three rebounds, a block, a steal, two fouls. So let's talk about end of half situations. 
there are those online who think that Bruce is actually really bad at this. Um, that is a thought. I don't think Bruce is. Uh, everyone's bad at this. This is a this is a not an easy. Um, you you lose a lot more games where you go in down one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. there aren't a lot of coaches who are like, oh man, I'm super confident that us down one with ten seconds left or whatever. No, most people lose when you're down one with that with less than fifteen left on the clock. Yeah. Um, I just like. Basketball is not a one-play sport. So many more things took, like, came into play in this game than just what happened at the end of each half. But at the same time, what happened in each half was not good. And we, we walked out of that game without getting a shot off at the end of the game, down one, and with two timeouts. So something's up. And, and with the uh, the guy that's the – Hottest, there, I can't imagine there's anybody uh, hotter than Jabari right now at shooting in the league. Uh, it didn't touch the ball either at the end of either half. So, no, like we mentioned, he's yeah. shooting like eighty percent in the last two games from three, and he didn't touch the ball in the last. Yeah, and I, I don't think this was a um, didn't have the right play drawn up kind of situation. I mean, I, yeah, we, we talk about that all the time. Bruce is awesome at uh, inbound plays. Yeah. Um, this is a weird place to inbound is, from, though. It, it's a weird place to inbound. It was a, kind of an awkward amount of time left. Like it wasn't a full shot clock, but it also wasn't a catch and shoot situation. Wait, are we talking about uh, the end of end of the game? Uh, yeah, okay. end of the game. So okay. end of the half, you had a full shot clock. Yeah, yeah. End um, of the I, game, I, you had seven seconds. I, I think I think he should have just planned to call timeout as soon as you get across half court. And he, I he agree. Said as think, much post game, so you can Bruce agrees. I mean, he said yeah. as much post game. Because that can, is one thousand percent what you do. <laughs> Yeah, you, you just get it across, call the timeout. You've got five seconds left. Um, you're the king of inbound plays. Uh, you run a play for Jabari Smith, and you let him – that five seconds gives him plenty of time to do a little bit before the shot and then shoot. Like um, when so he the said play after call, the game – I understand not wanting to shoot a three. We, we only needed it. Yeah, we were only down one. So I think, I think a play to Walker Kessler – is the yeah, right move that that was the that was the call? I don't know, man. Um, well, Jabari, I mean, I, you're I'd playing to a guy who has like 11 Jabari. points, three rebounds, and four fouls, who's not been in the game as much as he normally is, and who isn't. And like it's not like his Walker's dominating. They're they're pretty well neutralized Walker most of the game. The, the or, play worked, but it like. Walker got open enough. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think I'd just rather live and die with Jabari yeah. in that situation. Let, so let number ten shoot it or not. Said his name yet? Uh, this it was it was a rough, rough look for Wendell. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I was extremely mad at him again. Yeah. Uh, as you guys can attest, at, at right Both after. Halves. Both halves. But then when I watched watched it again, that it wasn't. It, this, I know a lot of people are like, look, there he goes again. It was not the same thing that happened against Arkansas at all. No, or um, the end of the first half. At Arkansas, yeah, the, the end of the first half is the same thing as Arkansas. Right, it was exactly uh, But it, uh, Wendell was not trying to get his shot. Uh, no, it, definitely not. To, to, to the detriment of that play, maybe. In fact, like, I would have Wendell, rather him just pull it and shoot it. Yeah, from, yeah. If, if Wendell like <laughs> has shot in his mind there, we might you know, at least we get a shot off. It it was running a play and then the play almost immediately broke down. Um, and, and I, I you know I'm not real sure. I, I know what. So I think Bruce described it as supposed to be a handoff to Kessler. Is that is that what he? I don't know if it was a handoff no or way. if he was trying to get Kessler to, to slip past that. He double. did get he did get the slip, but uh, Alan Flanagan. Uh, was supposed to be the safety valve, but what he ends up doing is dragging his man into the play. So there's three yeah. guys. Yeah, there's three guys between, in front of Wendell. Between Wendell and Kessler. With about three seconds left. Yeah, so he can't do anything. He can't – I I imagine he can't even see Jabari right. because of that, that third guy that rolls in. And and then he tries to drive around, and it's, it's, it's over at that point. Once he turns to go back the other way, because I think he was supposed mm-hmm. to go to the left – um, it, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just over. The play's over. Like I literally uh, would have rather him just take a 17 foot jump shot at that point. Like yeah, legitimately. He, he thought about it 
but th- that thing was. But then he was sent. double covered and yeah, yeah and that thing was going to get sent to the other end of the floor if he shot yeah. that. So, um, it it just it just broke down and, and plays break down. Um, and it's unfortunate that one was at the end of the game, um, and we're not used to a play breaking down like that at, from an inbound with, with our coach because that's his specialty. So, right, I, you know, I. I I think anger towards Wendell in that situation is, is misplaced. Um, I realized that pretty pretty shortly after the game. It's just things happen. Um, if we had hit yeah. one more free throw, we're going to overtime. If we hit two more, we're running the game. It's just a uh, and that is dude is. I would, like we are we feel a lot like um, this is a one season chance that Auburn's got yeah yeah yeah. and there's a lot of that and all Auburn fans are you know we've we've I mean, it, we've bought in we've we're all in all our chips in the middle of the table we'll ever have a have a more talented roster no however we'll have Certainly basically this we'll basically have the same backcourt next year you know what I mean like yeah. a, a deeper one more importantly there's yeah. a right. there's a case to be made that Wendell Green and Katie Johnson are not playing their best basketball that they'll play at Auburn but that their junior year, right. they will look back at this season as what got them to maybe their final. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. Yeah. D- Dylan Cardwell's come on this yeah. season, and his sophomore season will be a junior next year. Uh, I mean, there's reason to believe we will have a great team in the future. It's just, it's hard to believe you'll ever have Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. No. On, on the, Espe- on the especially at the same time. Yeah. 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 And I will also say, and I think that's what, a, uh, at least my frustration was, not with Wendell, not with any one in particular, but we've gone both halves of the Florida game, the Arkansas end of the game, the Georgia end of the game, Missouri end of the game, and the best player in the country hasn't taken the shot at all. No, that's right. true. It's, that's troubling. That's a trend. Yeah, I, and I don't, I don't yeah. know. Say, oh, he, we think he's going to be doubled. We don't want to put it in his hands. Maybe he's a freshman. So at a certain point, he's earned it. I mean, he's, right. he's put, what, six, 60 points, 59 points in the last two games? Um, you got to give it to the best player, the hottest shooter, um, and give him, give him that moment. If and you Javari go had, the first time in the tournament. If Javari had the attitude of uh, to match his talent, of, of what many people that are as talented as him have as their attitude, he would have punched somebody out after that game yeah. and after uh, the Arkansas game. That just, would just probably qualify him to be the Michigan head coach. It's true. Yeah, well, it's true. But <laughs> Jabari's pretty unselfish, um, and, and I actually think it's. I mean, it, it's pretty clear that it took Bruce telling these dudes like, "You've got Jabari Smith yeah. on your team," like right. Given the ball, um, and and you know he was kind of covered at, in that situation too. Plus, like he I didn't said, move. I'm not see him. Uh, uh, yeah, but he they, like Wendell. That wasn't, yeah, wasn't the play. The no, exactly. Was, like he right, right he right. was covered, but also like the play. Obviously, he was just supposed to stand there in the corner, and if yeah. all of a sudden to, there was a collapse. I mean, that, and look, that's smart because maybe he does draw the double and somebody's right. open. I, like I, I get that. It's just. Man, uh, my total hindsight, get the ball to him, let him dribble to, <laughs> on his right, all the way to that right, right-hand right spot where he likes to shoot from, and just shoot. Um, and you can shoot, and you still have two seconds left to maybe get a rebound. If Walker to get a put back. Yep. Yeah. So, so I would say as what I said in the Slack the other day is that in reference to Ryan's tweet, that's now infamous. That's his pin tweet. <laughs> I just want to. He says, "I just want to feel about Auburn football the way I feel about Auburn basketball." The things that I saw on Auburn basketball Twitter made me nervous that there are people who are beginning to feel about Auburn basketball <laughs> the way they feel about Auburn football. And wh- what happens is there's a life cycle of a program or of like a fandom. Just happy to be here. Where you're just happy to be here. So I like to use this with the Mavericks because I'm in the middle of it at the moment. When the Mavericks got Luka, they were horrible. They were one of the worst teams in the league. Hence, they have a top 
10 pick. And they get Luca, and everyone's like, this is great. We get to watch Luca play, blah, blah, blah. They don't make the playoffs. The next year, and no one cares. They don't make playoffs, nobody cares. The next year, they make the playoffs. They're out in the first round. Hey, no, no big deal. First playoff, blah, blah, blah. It's not a big deal. The next year, they make the playoffs. They're out in the first round again. And then it's all, all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. We got to make it past. We fired the coach. <laughs> we got to make it past the first round next year. And now, we get a new coach. We have a superstar. But the expectations are, you've got to make it deep in the playoff. Right. The problem is, it's no longer nearly as fun. Like, the regular season now is not fun at all for Mavericks fans for the most part because you're just, everything is hinging on will we get out of the first round of the playoffs? And if you don't, the season's ruined and it was a terrible season. And that's a terrible way to watch sports. I, I think there's an argument to be made that if Auburn were one game back from the lead for the league, people would be having a lot more fun right now because that you're might be trying. True trying to get there i think i think the, the chase is more fun than staying on top oh yeah for sure. ner- nervousness is has really set in um all over e- even even if you're still peacocking because i still think we're gonna we're gonna win i think we're gonna be pretty successful in the tournament i don't I yeah don't. Auburn, Auburn is still favored to win the sec yep. outright not yep. not just split. Auburn is favored to win outright that is the most likely outcome right now i, I just uh i, I do since the nervousness and, and when you lose it does there is a pattern these these road games have all been some breakdowns in how we play um and so you start to worry you start luckily no tournament games are played in a road environment no luckily um and unless I, you're that think, poor school that has to play like Every year, it seems like Duke or North Carolina gets to basically play a home game in Greensboro or something. You're like, how do you yeah. Greensville, Greensville this year? Yeah. Duke is probably yeah. going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get to do I, this every year? I'm pretty okay feeling about the tournament because of the fact that we don't shoot a ton of threes. So we're not going to go in there and get cold against Clemson and get killed because we couldn't hit any shots. I no, it's going to be score. you have uh, Jabari and Walker absolutely pummeling some poor Ivy League yeah. school or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we 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 should at least get out of the first round. Uh, and right as of now, and I don't think there's any reason to think that we won't be. We're, we're a one seed. Um, if we may, if we win the SEC tournament, I mean, I feel like we should be the overall one. But you know, who knows? The problem is, and I'm going to go ahead and say it again. If Auburn is the number one overall seed, or even just a one seed, or even a two yeah. seed, which I think would take some sort of a rough go in the SEC tournament, yeah, at this you're point. probably yeah. losing two games and losing, yeah, not in the championship yeah. game. So yeah. even if all that happens, if this Auburn team doesn't make it to the Elite Eight, yeah, there are people who are going to think this is a failure or a wasted season, and that is, man, that's horrible. I'm just going to tell you, that's a, that's a lame ride to get on. Yep. Get out of the first weekend. H- hang a banner. Get out this of the first weekend. This is a weekend. tough – That's a good year. The tournament is not – If we hang a not... banner, everything else is a cherry on top. Absolutely. Right? That's, that's really <laughs> – I mean, just making it to the tournament uh, will be incredible. Um, if you're mad because have... Auburn, ba- Auburn basketball does not win a national championship, man, you're not, you're not as self-aware as you should be. <laughs> because saying that out loud more than once should let you know exactly how happy you are. Like, like I, I can't feel that way. Even, even if we were to win one this year, oh, I, bro. I, <laughs> yeah, I can't feel that way about the next time we make, you know, have a good team and are headed yes. to the tournament. Like I, because it's such a crapshoot. Like we could yeah. win it this year. If we won it this year, we could miss the tournament next year. And I would still be like, yeah, yeah you know what? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I am pretty invested uh, in us getting a little streak of making the tournament going because it's kind of a bummer that we're well, really, well, we haven't we haven't missed the tournament in a couple of years. Oh, Brian. All right. 
Mr. Technical. Did we miss it last year? We yeah, we did. We had sanctions. Yeah, we we took away the ability to make the tournament. Oh, that's true. We couldn't have gone. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't if we wanted to. Yeah, Yeah, we suspended our. Auburn also hasn't lost an SEC tournament game since 2018. Yeah, three years. I will say that I think last year's team would have been a pretty good SEC tournament team. Yeah, yeah. It, the, yeah, the year, healthy, yeah. The year before, they're they were going to win a tournament. I don't going to win that tournament. That. Like a, a healthy Sharif, a healthy Thor. I like last year's yeah. team's chances. Yeah, but I think Sharif was hurt, wasn't he? He came back towards the end. I can't remember. No, he set out the rest of the year. Uh, after after a certain point, yeah, he yeah. got hurt and missed the rest. But of the year. but if there had been, if a we were going to be in the tournament, tournament he I may have yeah, that's true. I See, think Isaac Okora would have been the SEC tournament MVP had he been able yeah. to play it. We would have won a national championship two years ago. If we... <laughs> that team was gelling at the exact right time. They were, yeah. and uh, and Okoro was so good. My goodness! All right, let's take a quick <sighs> commercial break. And we're back, 42 minutes, 59 seconds. We'll just call it an even 43. This coming week, we've got the Ole Miss running Rebels. Um, who have, uh, having a bit of a hard time as of late. They, they are. They're having, a, they're having a tough go of it here pretty recently. They're number 100. That's a top 100 Ken Palm win, if Auburn were to win. All right. Yeah. By beating them, we might knock them out of the top 100. Yeah, it's true. This game is going to be taking place at 7.30 p.m. Central on SEC Network. And, uh, yeah, this one should be a breeze for the Tigers. Auburn is. One of the last two home games of the year. This is probably one of uh, the last 80 minutes of game action that Jabari Smith will play in Auburn. Yeah, I I appreciate the probably there, girl. Probably. Unless things just go real wrong. <laughs> Unless it goes to overtime, Ryan. Up, <laughs> yeah. Unless uh, things go gotcha. real wrong and we somehow end up in the NIT this year instead of uh Woof. I don't know. There are, I don't know what would have to happen. <laughs> yeah, even, like, even if Auburn lost out, they're probably still a, a four seed. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> there's they have Auburn has twenty four wins. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah, uh the the Rebs, uh don't think we got to worry about Kermis Davis's team this time around. Uh, we handled them pretty well last game after they played maybe their best half of basketball they've ever played under him. Uh, yeah, they don't they, have uh, they don't have uh, home rims either now. They defied uh, Mr. Starrett's uh, uh, proclamation. Game, they still didn't that shoot they, that well. Well, right Just for the, the first, first half, half, they couldn't miss. Could not miss. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think we'll, we should kill them, right? The, the 16-point favorite on Ken Palm. Uh, they do have a yeah. seven-foot-tall center in Brooks who is their leading rebounder. He's a 10-point-a-game, seven-rebound-a-game guy. Um, so, again, I think, the, I think the game is played there. Can our seven-footer Brooks, stay on the court? Brooks against Auburn last time, 14-8. Uh, uh, with four turnovers, um, they uh, uh, Ole Miss is down. Dacian Ruffin, their oh good point guard who yeah. was an Auburn commit at one time. Um, he's kind of been in and out of the lineup all year, but did play against Auburn uh, earlier this year. Uh, but Ty Fagan, the former Georgia guard, um, seems like everybody has one of those. Uh, has played pretty well for him. Uh, they're. Offense isn't really the issue. It's their defense that's been killing them. Um, they just, if you look at their Ken Palm page on defense, there's a lot of red, and red's bad. Uh, they're 12th in three point percentage given up, 13th in two point percentage given up, 13th in block percentage on defense. I mean, team, they're just letting teams shoot, shoot them out of the gym. Why does Ken Palm much. care about free throw percentage given up? I don't know, but Auburn is terrible at it. Yeah, Auburn's horrible at it. But I was just looking at it like they just list it for uh, who to cares? Be yeah. yeah, the Auburn defense uh, team, the teams that are shooting free throws against Auburn, average better than thirteen teams in the conference. That sounds unlucky. Yeah, it's, it's just bad luck. Just straight yeah, it's up, extremely bad unsustainable. Luck. 
Um, so yeah, that uh, that should help. Like, yeah, uh, SEC opponents are shooting seventy six percent from the stripe. That's ridiculous. D one average is seventy one percent. So, how is this? It, po- it I, is I don't know it how is. it's possible. We got to start playing with Nike balls at home so that the other teams can't hit their free throws or something. Yeah, but then we wouldn't be able to shoot at all. It's true. I don't know why you would choose to have a different ball than they play with in the tournament, but whatever. Because you get money from the supplier. Well, because Uh, because, because this is collegiate athletics, Chief. It's not a professional or semi-professional league. Whether there'd be a standardized ball and a standardized system of refereeing. Well, there used to be a standardized ball. Didn't that change just not that long ago? Wasn't there they... one called, like, The Rock that teams used to use? Oh, my God. I remember that. Jesus. It was bad. It was Wilson like makes the too. greatest basketball ever, although this one is hideously ugly, and I don't know how it feels. But, I dig uh, a Spalding. not going to lie. I mean, like, I, I've always hated Spalding. And I also like I, a Molten ball. If you ever played with a Molten it's a good one. Never. I, I think my, like, like melted. Molten like is the bottle? brand that makes the FIBA oh, ball. Oh, okay. The ball you see in the Olympics is made gotcha. by Molten. Yeah, I don't, and they are great. Hey, sorry. While, while you uh, are talking about the Olympics, I do want to uh, take a slight detour. Uh, Jared Harper, Team USA player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet out. you're going to ask me to talk Stars about my uh, my uh, Winter Olympic pitch, which is. Um, don't have it. No, no, dads. This was this was the least Olympics I've ever watched of an Olympics. Okay. Didn't watch a single event. If you're listening to this, IOC. I didn't realize it ended. If you're listening to this, Richard Pound at the IOC. Dick here, Pound. Here's the deal. He goes by Dick. Fathers removing car seats from one car and putting them and installing them into a, another smaller car in the winter is a better Winter Olympic sports than so many think, you've seen. I think we need to start with the X Games and then kind of work our way into the Olympics with that one. Because, guys, that is a – that is a <laughs> that's as good as biathlon. Hey, now. I want to see people I just – I wouldn't take any biathlon, Flander. I want to see grown men screaming profanity at an up-a-baby car seat on television. The, the most biathlon I've watched was in a James Bond film. I do like uh, biathlon, though. Um, God, which one is that? It's where he's got the creepy relationship. With, it's a Roger Moore one. Yeah, it's a Roger Moore one. I was just thinking. With, is it The Spy Who the, Loved uh, Me? Is that one The Spy Who Loved Me? I, I was I mean, thinking the, that, but... The book The Spy Who Loved Me is the creepiest piece of literature that I have ever read. It's got a banging theme song, though. The Spy Who Loved Me, the book, is not like the movie because the book is about, a, there's no other way to put it, a girl <laughs> writing a letter about a man who took her virginity who mm. happens to be James Bond. And that is the whole book. <laughs> and it is something else, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? No. Hold on. Uh, anyway, it's the one with the, the – there's a whole scene with the German, like, biathlon guy that's – and ah, oh, God. Anyway, I'll figure it out. Don't read the book. It's, there's biathlon in it. I can't remember if it's Spy Who Loved Me. I don't think it is. Maybe it is. Auburn's going to beat Ole Miss. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Auburn's best – Ole Miss's best win is LSU, an LSU team that at the time was just like a – I think they were a triage unit at that point. For your eyes only. For your eyes only. There it is. That's right. Um, That's right. They've they lost to Mizzou twice, and they lost to Samford, not Stanford. Samford, the Bulldogs, mm. Mm. beat this Ole Miss team. That was before we played them the last time. Yeah. Yes. Ole Miss on offense is pretty bad. Um, they do not get offensive rebounds. They do not go to the line a lot. And they get the ball stolen quite a bit. So, this should be a Katie Johnson game. We need a Katie Johnson game. Because we yeah. need a game that kind of takes a little bit of pressure off of Wendell Green. Having to be the creator off the bench. We, I would love to see a Katie Johnson get 18 points game. Because coming up on Saturday, 
Auburn goes to Knoxville in what is most assuredly the most difficult game left on the schedule. Right? Like it's this oh, or, without a doubt. This yeah. or the Mississippi State game. I think it's this. By far this game. Okay. Yeah. Auburn actually, according to ESPN's basketball power index, should lose this game to Tennessee. Yeah. Slight underdog. Yeah. It's like forty one percent on uh, Ken Palm. So that's that's probably like a what, two point dog? Yeah. It's fascinating because Auburn is, you know, doing well <laughs> in Tennessee. They is, have a hot team, two, I guess. Now, two seven footers in their uh, in their uh, front court, which is a little um, disturbing. One's what? a big German guy, I think. Or is that uh, that's hard. Yeah, yeah, Serbian. Yeah. Uh, Serbian. They've also got a Finnish guy in Kamhua. Or I don't know how to say it. Olivier is his first name, but he's uh, from Helsinki, Man. and he's a six eight forward who's their leading rebounder. Rick Barnes, six Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide himself. Yeah, it, I mean, especially because they got Santiago Vescovi as still at the guard yeah. from Uruguay. I think Auburn wins this game, though. I, this is the game that if I'm Bruce, you've got to, this game has got to be circled on the schedule every year, right? Well, you like, win this, and you get you hang a banner, right? Because we we've beaten Ole Miss. You win this, you hang a banner. Like that's what you tell them. Right. Don't make history. Yeah, you, you essentially. Uh, I mean, Kentucky's still just the one game back. And uh, it's we don't have any weird hoodoo up in Knoxville. We've won there. Yeah. Quite a bit. Times yeah, our, our, our coach is normally pretty good up in Knoxville. He is. Yeah, yeah, he has won there many times. And um, he holds a grudge. <laughs> and, yeah, and he's uh, he's got Rick Barnes' number. Like, it's just... A lot of people do, though, Chief. Um, it's, tr- it's true. I think... I think I might have it. You might have it. I think the interesting thing about this game is going to be like, does the team play tight knowing that it sure. if Auburn beats Ole Miss, this is effectively for the SEC regular season title game? Now, like, it isn't because Auburn still has to go on the go and beat Mississippi State, I believe. Well, it'd be nice if uh, can Kentucky lose between now and that game. Yeah, anybody can uh, lose. Who do they have? Well, do they play Arkansas before at Arkansas or is that after? No, Kentucky plays LSU in the midweek. And LSU's Arkansas dangerous to me. Yep, LSU yeah. midweek. They're LSU's finally getting healthy. Yeah, uh, they're they're playing a little better. Arkansas on Saturday. Um, yeah, those are two pretty big, big games for them. Um, it would be nice if we went up there knowing if we win, we hang a straight up banner. That would that would have been nice because then that takes the pressure off of you. Yeah, a little bit because you still have padding. You could still hang a banner right. if you lose it, but it it would be nice. But yeah, I, it, may, I, it may come but, down to uh, clinching sometime in the next week, week and a half for a split, and yeah. then maybe you uh, you save the clinching outright against South right. Carolina at home. I, so uh, I, similar I, to a couple years ago, beat yeah. South Carolina. I think there's not a doubt in my mind that, that this is the one game that Bruce Pearl will have no trouble motivating these guys to win. Um, I think he's a much better coach than Rick Barnes. Um, we have a better team than they do. It, it all adds up to uh, we should just win. Like we'll do it. Just just don't don't miss shots. We'll be fine. Uh, let Jabari Smith shoot as many threes as Hundreds. possible, please. Yeah, Auburn finally uh, has a little bit of a size advantage in this game in the front, even in the front court. Um, or sorry, in the back court. Uh, yeah, they've kind of retooled their starting lineup to where uh, Zakai Ziegler, freshman point guard, uh, he's only 5'9", and that pushes the, Kennedy Chandler out of the two. Um, say what now? Nothing. He's the okay. guy from Hackers and Con Air. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Uh, Kennedy Chandler was the point guard moving over to the two. He's only six foot. And Viscovi going over to the three, six three. Um, so Auburn has a size advantage there. Um, so Man. yeah, maybe there's a shot for the uh, the guard advantage. Definitely. I guess they don't have a like six six shooting guard. Um, yeah, available? Do they? Uh, you know, uh, they have them available. Oh, <laughs> it's just uh, you know, maybe not not found his way into the lineup much recently. Weird. Maybe they look at him and they. They're blinded every time they look at him, so they forget he's there. 
No? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, that, that, that player that we are not going to name at this point. Um, let's see. I'm going to go in reverse order, uh, his point totals. Oh, let's not talk about him, Ryan. No, I'm yeah. doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I don't care. I don't no, care. here's the deal, Ryan. I don't care. I want to talk zero a little bit better. Zero points against Arkansas, zero points against Kentucky, two points against Vanderbilt, zero Mississippi State, zero South Carolina, six against A&M, zero against Texas, three against Florida, three against LSU, <laughs> eight against Vandy, six against Kentucky. He had a real zero embarrassing, zero against real, real embarrassing moment the other night too. A uh, real bad yeah. turnover. I want to shout out to Rick Barnes though for making it to the 2003 Final Four, <laughs> and he did do that. And he also went. He also went to 14 straight tournaments, which is amazing. Hey, better than Auburn, right? But he has always had better players and cannot win the big one. Um, so poor guy, hate it for him. You hate it for him. All right, we have nothing else to talk about, guys, because we're not talking about anything else. Um, uh, Auburn soccer starts up here pretty soon, so we'll get started yeah. talking about that we, again. We never, uh, never talked about the schedule. I guess we can talk about that next time. Yeah, I'll talk about that next time. I want to get closer to the actual exhibition games. Yeah, uh, we got some baseball, like we mentioned earlier on Wednesday. Uh, we'll recap those. Um, yeah. Uh, not much else going on. Let's uh, let's go win a championship this week. That's what I'm talking about. Have a regal weekend. Keep on cocking. <laughs>